If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. The creative robotics, which is the first year curriculum, the student can pretty much design and create anything they could possibly imagine. We've really just seen the lack of females in STEM in general, and so that's kind of why we support the effort of the seven-year program. How do we get more girls interested in engineering careers? One way is to appeal to their creativity. And that is the idea behind Cal Poly Pomona's Feminier program, a unique curriculum for K through 12. With the Feminier program, participating schools give girls an opportunity over three years to create robots and make wearables, learning principles of science, technology, engineering, and math in the process. Nicole Gutsky is the Outreach Programs Liaison and Women in Engineering Program Coordinator, and Dr. Christina Rigdon is the Director of Outreach Programs and Women in Engineering at Cal Poly Pomona College of Engineering. Nicole and Christina, how did Cal Poly Pomona first come to create the Feminier program? So the Feminier program um, started with, we received funding from a Kellogg Legacy Grant. It was a three-year grant, and part of that grant was to work with a cohort in Pomona for the Feminier curriculum. And tell me about that experience. What was that like? The Starting with the Fremont School, which was the Fremont Academy with the Pomona Unified School District, it was very exciting to be able to start a new curriculum, although we did not envision that the program would grow as fast and as much as it did. The envision was just to pilot some curriculum and see how that went from there. And since then, we've grown to about 94 schools in four states since doing that. How exciting. Let's imagine a student going through. I understand that you have some elementary schools participating in this. Let's imagine a student going through elementary school and see what she experiences as part of the Feminier program. What's her experience? I think it's always exciting. So on our level, we usually work with the teachers, and then we get to see the students in their final project unless for some reason we go out to the school site. So to be able to see those first and second graders at our Feminier Summit, which is a time for them to showcase their work, you know, it's, it's very exciting because you get to see the look on the students' faces, especially at a young age, to see this amount of projects and ages much greater than theirs, which is first and second grade. So I think it's definitely eye-opening, and it's a great experience for them. Correct me if I'm wrong, this is a three-year program. We've got robotics, wearables, and then other robotics, and you've got the Feminier Summit. Do I have it right? Yes, so it's creative robotics, wearable technology, and then pie robotics. What have been some of the absolute coolest things you've seen the girls make? Um, I would say... There are so many. We've seen quite an array of projects. We've seen, I've seen an owl sitting on top of an egg, and it makes noise like it's cracking. That was pretty neat. We've seen some Disney characters come to life through the students' eyes. We've seen a Ferris wheel. Oh, yeah, we've seen a Ferris wheel. Wow. 
I'd love to know, before we go on talking about the Feminier program, how engineering first came to inspire each of you. So Nicole and I don't necessarily come from an engineering background. My background's in education, and Nicole's background is in science. So we've really just seen the lack of females in STEM in general, and so that's kind of why we support the effort of the Feminier program. That's kind of a shock to realize in the 21st century, people are still saying, well, girls really aren't engineers. Girls can't do math. Oh, right. Uh huh. Where's that coming from, that attitude? I just think it's our society. You know, we've, we've kind of, through the years, you know, we've had, we've kind of given students that, you know, said like females can be nurses, but they can't be doctors. And obviously we found that that is not true at all. And just like engineers, you know, females can be engineers and they can pursue STEM just as much as a male. So I think it's definitely we've grown where it comes from. I, you know, I just think it's an older generation is what I would guess at this point. It's kind of a shock that people still do think that way when you consider all the role models we have had. It is, yes. It is definitely sad to think that there are still that type of mentality. I heard from Christina about what inspired her as an educator. Nicole, how about you about engineering? How did you first get interested? So I was working for financial aid and applied for this position. And students, in any form, you know, pursuing them to go after their dream has always been a passion of mine. So it just happened that engineering was one of them. Um, I do also have a daughter that is in high school and would like to also pursue an engineering field when she graduates. So I think obviously it's very close to my heart in that sense. What would your daughter really like to do in engineering and how can you best support her? So my daughter would like to be a chemical engineer. And I just think, you know, helping her and to continue actually the role that I am so she sees that females can pursue anything that they would like to, you know, and so I constantly encourage her. And it also, although she's not involved in all of the events that I do and am involved with, she sees the, you know, the program as a whole and the growth of the program. And so, you know, I think for that, that just allows more support than, you know, what I can also provide as a mother. You mentioned the Feminier program is in four states now. I know about Iowa. Obviously, California, but where else? Um, North Carolina and Kansas. Wow. And is that relatively recent? So Kansas has been with us for the last three years, and North Carolina came on just this year. Suppose somebody is listening who is an education professional and wants to know a lot more about the Feminier program and about getting their school involved. How do they do this? When schools are wanting to get involved, usually they contact us or one of our affiliate locations that also runs teacher training at their site. And so they contact us and we let them know when our teacher training is going to be. And so they would pick a teacher to send to one of our affiliate locations. And then from there, their teacher would spend about three to four days working on and learning the curriculum. So they learn all aspects of the curriculum just as if their students would be. And so then they take the curriculum that we have provided and they go back to their school site and they choose how to implement the program. And what have been some of the things you've heard teachers say and some of the things they've gotten to learn in this program? I think with the teachers, so even though the Feminier program is for K-12 students, 
a lot of our teachers are not engineering, science, or math teachers for the seminar program. So a lot of the middle school teachers, they will be an art teacher or a PE teacher or an English teacher, but they see the need for increasing female representation in STEM, and that's why they want to be involved with the seminar program. And that is the coolest thing, to think of an art teacher or an English teacher being a part of this. What first gets the English teacher involved in this program? What can she do with her students who are maybe learning English literature? Well, usually when they come to training, they're going to run it as an after-school program or a Saturday program or even an elective or like a zero period or an extended period. So it's not necessarily that it's taking the place or it's being integrated into an English or, let's say, a PE class. Sometimes those teachers are just the ones that have the passion for it and have the desire to offer it at their school, and so they're planning on implementing it as an after-school program or, like I said, other ways such as a zero period. So it's not necessarily being integrated into their English or PE class or art class. What about clubs such as the Boys and Girls Club or Scouts? Have you seen any kind of involvement from them as well? So again, when we originally envisioned this program, we didn't expect it to grow as fast and as much as it did. And so we have had some interest in the program from Girl Scouts and other after-school programs. At this point, we're not, we haven't started any cohorts within Girl Scouts, although it's something that we have considered. And Girl Scouts has reached out to us. We just haven't figured out how to make the two collaborate together. If the Feminere program's been around since, I have two different dates here. I have 2013, but I also have 2012. Which one is correct? So 2012 would have been when we very first, I think, received the grant. And then from then we started selecting the, we selected the school. So the first pilot that was done at Fremont Academy of Engineering and Design was conducted in the 2013-2014 academic school year. So technically both are correct, it's just whichever one you want to publish. Just kind of depends on where we consider it to have started. Exactly, yes. What I started to ask you is, if it's been around for almost seven years, are you then seeing maybe some students who started in high school now coming back as engineering majors at Cal Poly Pomona? Oh, yes. So we do currently have two students from the original cohort in engineering here at Cal Poly. Wow. What kind of engineers are they going to be? I believe they're both IME studying the same major. We do have other female students from the first cohort pursuing STEM or engineering field. However, they're not at our school site. They're at different universities. I'm curious why the Feminier program has two areas of robotics. Why robotics the first year and then the third year? So they're actually, although they both are robotics, they're very different. The creative robotics, which is the first year curriculum, it's more, the stu although it has robotics in its name, it's definitely the student can pretty much design and create anything they could possibly imagine. So there's no, you know, it's not what you're maybe envisioning as being like a robot that talks to you. This is arts and crafts, so to speak, type of robotics. So they use cardboard, feathers, paint, clay, anything like that to create their project, where the Pi Robotics is an actual robot that's on four wheels and looks more like the, the typical robot that you're probably, or most people envision. 
That is so cool. Let's also give a little bit of a preview of what they're going to learn to do in some of the wearables classes that you teach. So wearable is also very, they can design what they would like. It's just a different platform, such as our Arduino, and they use a Hexware kit to do that. And so there's LEDs on it, but we've seen anywhere from purses, scarves, shoes, hats, ties, suspenders, bracelets, necklaces. So we've seen all kinds of things light up. And so the student gets to decide what they're going to program or the teacher. What's next for the Feminier program? If you're in 94 schools in four states right now, where do you most want to expand? You know, right now we're, you know, just hoping to obviously reach more, you know, more schools. That and definitely, you know, help spread the word of what the Feminier program is about to encourage more females. So, you know, growth is definitely something that we're looking at is one of our biggest things. How can people best support you as you look at growing? Um, that's a very good question. <laughs> you know, I think in sharing what we do and how we encourage females, I think is the biggest thing. You know, definitely people just being an advocate for our program and sharing what we do for these females that are looking to pursue a STEM field. What about the upcoming Feminier Summit that you're having? When is that, and can the general public go? So here at Cal Poly Pomona, we offer two Feminier Summits. So April 12th is our first one, and then May 15th is our second one. And if a teacher or a principal is interested to see this, may she come to these? So we don't open it to the general public just because we do have a capacity of 650 people that are allowed to be in the building that we host the event at. So we do offer it to all of our schools, and then any school that's interested, they are on a list that we have that they're allowed to come and see what the program is all about and learn about the program with the teacher that might be interested or the principal. And then as far as guests, you know, guests such as maybe yourself, if you'd like to come and visit the Feminier Summit, you would just be put on our guest list and, you know, we'd be happy to extend an invite. Let's be sure and give your links so that any interested teachers, education professionals of any kind can get in touch with you. Yes, of course. That would be wonderful. So they can contact us via our email is the best. On our website, we do have an interest link, but they can always contact us at the cpp underscore we at cpp.edu. cpp underscore we at cpp.edu? Yes. Finally, if people could only get one thing from each of you as educators and professionals about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you like them to take away from what you're doing? To reach for your dreams because anything is possible and to become to be part of the Feminier program because it can truly inspire you. And Christina? I would say to take away that female students can do anything males can do. And so I think for the female Feminier students when they come to the summit and when they see the keynote and the guest speakers that are all successful female engineers to actually envision themselves in a STEM field and being successful in a STEM field. Nicole, Christina, thank you for your time today. Thank you. You and I have been listening to Dr. Christina Rigdon, Director of Outreach Programs and Women in Engineering, and to Nicole Gutsky. Outreach Programs Liaison and Women in Engineering Program Coordinator at Cal Poly Pomona. 
For more information on Cal Poly Pomona's Feminere program, you can contact them at cpp underscore we at cpp.edu. One more time, that's cpp underscore we at cpp.edu. Meanwhile, the quickest way to find an overview of the Feminere program online is to go to your favorite search engine and type in Cal Poly Pomona Feminere program. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X, twomavericks.com. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.